3: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from December the tenth, nineteen eighty eight. We're coming off the last week's episode and the Clash of the Champions that uh, dropped a couple of days after that. I am sitting here with Hard Body Hopper and Mean right. Crockett. Crockett, first off, you how you doing, man? You living a dream, brother? Oh,
4: I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, this is great what's going on in the world today um yeah
3: happy to be here it's rough man it's rough i'm not gonna say anything more um uh i know a lot of people who have been furloughed uh i got furloughed well i wasn't gonna say it unless you said it so um,
5: it's and i got all those 30 packs of beer so i can get food bar while i I get furloughed
4: <laughs> uh, I should try that. You should. I oh. felt like
5: I bought because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen with this thing, so I bought a. I don't know. I got about four thirty packs. I got a twenty-four pack and a fucking eighteen pack, and I was gonna just give them away to to friends of mine. But fuck, I guess I can just sit around and just drink it.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give it away. It, it'll. I
5: mean, what else am I gonna fucking do?
3: Right, right, right. Go, Just uh
5: go find a cure for the coronavirus.
3: Good luck with that.
5: Bro, why can't they get the mask, bro? <laughs> why is there a shortage of fucking masks? They got all those Mexican fucking luchador masks <laughs> and those tourist <laughs> shops, and they can't get a couple of goddamn uh fucking hospital masks.
3: I thought this was about to go political and then he stopped
5: talking about luchador masks. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh. So we need a bunch of laparkas and Octagons walking around.
5: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome if your doctor, if you're sick with, with the coronavirus and your doctor walks in with a fucking laparka mask on?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. Well, hopefully we're bringing up the mood because we know everybody is uh, more a lot of people are shut in just like the rest of us. So Oh, my God. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Hey, before we get rolling this week, special shout out to our largest page contributors, monthly disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. And I want to shout out a couple of uh, one new patron and a patron who bumped up his pledge. So, Tony, I apologize if I butcher your name on Patreon. Chirichetti, thank you for bumping up your pledge to the Hall of Fame level and new BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member Jimmy Champ thank you for uh, signing up and becoming a Hall of Fame patron uh, Crockett uh, I usually throw it to doc at this point and say hey you got any shoutouts but I mean I don't know if you really got shout outs or how well you're monitoring Twitter these days and uh, if you're seeing any uh, anything that you want to talk about so uh, doc usually does that but then again, The last show we recorded hasn't technically dropped yet, so you would not have seen the great feedback our listeners would have given you. So I guess you probably don't have any shout outs. Not quite yet, but I think
4: maybe we should discuss the elephant in the room. Uh, Joe Diffie. No one has spoken a word about this man in 30 years. And I think it was Harper brought him up a few weeks ago and now he's gone.
5: I can't bring up anybody now. (laughs)
3: don't talk about me on this show Hopper I don't want to die
5: John Deere great sing it Hopper something dark summer night Billy Bob loves Charlene something like
3: that what a great tribute yeah that's amazing dude like okay I didn't know who it was until I didn't know who he was until Hopper mentioned his name and then they were going back and forth talking about it. I'm like, I, I don't know who this, who that is. And
5: um, he was big in the Garth era, like in the in the '90s.
3: Yeah, that, that that's my era of Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Harper, so, uh, <laughs> and Juvenile, and uh, and back that ass up, and um all that good shit. You know, <laughs> that's my Cash Money No Limit Bone Thugs time, Harper. I mean, you know that. I wouldn't. How, how the hell hard? I'm gonna know who Joe? What's his name? Diffie?
5: Yeah, Joe Diffie. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, Stephen Javorski, he goes on the Facebook group all the time and starts cranking one off, talking about all these obscure groups. I have no idea who the hell they are as he jerks off to them and cranks and shoots his load on his Facebook screen. And, and I'm supposed to figure out, like, I, I don't know. I, no, I don't know. That's nice. I know. Stephen, we love you. I, that's why I bring you up, man. And uh, Chris Cepeda, you the rib is on you. You shouldn't have brought up the, the Stephen Javorsky crank off moment of the week because um, now – It's synonymous with your name, and there we go. Harper, you got anything before we jump into this week's episode? No. All right. So let's do this thing, uh, get the Patreon video started. Again, this is December 10th, 1988, uh, Saturday night on TBS. So we're coming off the Clash of the Champions that Crockett and I did a few days ago that you would have heard or should have heard by now if you're listening to them in chronological order. So the show opens with a clip from The Clash with Dusty Rhodes, the World Warriors, and a run-in from Sting. Uh, the, Like I said, the latest Clash is up for you to review now on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And then uh, we head to the studio uh, for the first match, and they go straight to the first match without saying anything. Crockett, you and I talked about the this match during our Clash review at Nauseam with how uh, Dusty Rhodes just literally backhands Tommy Young. To get this like and Tommy Young doesn't even DQ him. He waits until he sees the chair to DQ him. So I don't know if you want to add anything more, but uh that was a very lively discussion from a former pro wrestling manager in yourself. Oh I'm sorry, referee in yourself, as you noticed uh Tommy Young getting abused and didn't even ring the bell at that moment.
4: Yeah, Tommy Young literally was backhand chopped out of the ring by dusty Rhodes. blatantly dusty looks over at him chops him and he bails out to the floor and all this shit happens with all these guys coming in uh you know uh, ellering comes in hawk comes in then sting comes in even things up and 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 then after all of this dusty says okay now i need a chair he takes a like this chair from like an elementary school (laughs) brings it in the ring it's not a folding chair and hits animal with it trying to break his leg says Jim Ross on commentary and Dusty will back that up later on in a uh, promo we're going to hear but uh, yeah then only then does Tommy Young call for the bell and say he used a chair he should be disqualified like dude stand up for yourself
3: after After all that (laughs) he finally DQ'd him after all those shenanigans I was a thing of beauty uh, all right. So we jump to the first match. We got the Fantastics who defeat Terry Jones and Rick Allen. Harper, do you have anything from this match? No. Uh, Crocker, what about you? Well, there was a a
4: drop kick off the top from Tommy Rogers that was a, a glancing blow at best.
5: I thought he um, missed him.
4: It did. Yeah. I mean, they did. Like the camera angle kind of made it look a little ambiguous. But yeah, it it was one of those things where today in today's wrestling they'd say, I don't think he got all of it. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, not a hell of a dropkick, I will say that much. Uh, Mike, did, have you worked with Tommy Rogers? Am I mistaken on that?
3: Yeah, I've, I've actually worked with him a few times. Or, I mean, when he was yeah. alive, yeah. When he was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. No, I mean, I, I How was way he I said, with like him? Uh he did wonderful. He was um, very giving, and I just for somebody who... You know, like these guys. I mean, you you've you've been around these these quote unquote stars, uh, Crockett, and I guess some of them have um, I don't know. Some of them are different than others, and I guess maybe this is because you know this is the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, he was just cool. Like, I mean, he he wasn't like you know. I was I remember like walking up to him. Hey, what do you want to do? And he's like, oh, let's do this, this, or this, and. Let's start this way let's finish this way and in the ring we'll just call it a ring and he just he's like just follow me and that was it i mean pretty much that's how it went and he's like super duper light oh my god super like like nothing he did was like god damn what are you doing are you trying to murder me uh which yeah i mean guys from his era it was weird you'd have guys like him that were super duper light and then you'd have people who just would get in there and like manhandle you and murder you Um, like one man gang was like that. He didn't do it on purpose. He just was blind as a bat, but he would murder you. So, oh, Tommy was cool, man. He was, he was really good. Really generous. Put me over too. Unlike Chris Adams. (laughs) Um, well, yeah, that's all I have for the match really. Yeah. Tommy, uh, Tommy was a hell of an athlete too, man. He, 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 as short as he is, like he could, if he had a guy like sitting on the top rope He could just hit you with a standing drop kick right in the head, like right in the face, like it was nothing. I mean, he had some springs in his legs. Didn't really show it a lot, but he could. Is this a drop kick? Here's that drop kick. Yes, he completely missed. (laughs) (laughs) He missed (laughs) the Hopper. He whiffed. Look at that, Hopper.
5: I see. Yeah, he didn't touch him.
3: Can I tell you something? That's how you break an ankle, too. Yeah, fuck Yeah. If you come down, cause you, you're, you're flying sideways. So in, in your, you know, your boot catches. Anyway, uh, it happens, you know, even to the best of us. So, all right. Well, that match ends a fantastic win. And then Tony and JR formally open the show and they mentioned the Texas Broncos will debut here today. The Texas Broncos are Dustin Rhodes and Kendall Windham. Uh, Kendall we've seen, but. It's been a while. I don't even remember yeah. the last time Kendall was on T. Do you have any clue, Harper, when the last time we it, would have seen it? It's been a year, huh? I I thought it was earlier in 88, but I don't know when it was. It's been a while, though. It's not been – It's it hadn't been weeks. It's been months by far. Uh, so, yeah, we will see them, the uh, Texas Broncos, new, quote-unquote, tag team. It sounds Royale like an team. arena football team, huh? It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> It sounds like an arena football team or an XFL. Well, maybe not an XFL yeah. team, but an arena football team. I can see that for sure. Uh, and then, um, so after that, we're, we're told we're going to see them. And then JR and Tony also mentioned Bill After will be here to give out his yearly awards today. We've seen this a few times over the years that we've done these. And then we jump immediately. Well, Crockett, did you have anything from that before I go to the next match? No, I'm good okay i didn't think so we got the russian assassins who defeat eddie sweat and bill holiday paul jones is yapping on commentary that ivan didn't get the job done against him at the clash jr says ivan has a new tag team partner Uh and then he goes on to say he is big and black and then he cleans it up and says (laughs) he's the biggest black star ever because big and black didn't sound too good uh at that moment. <laughs> Hopper? I didn't have a timestamp from it. Did but uh-uh. did you uh, did you did you catch that? I mean I'll be
5: honest, I fa- I was like I'm not watching these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept hitting 10 10 10 and then I heard something about uh JYD.
3: Um yeah it's um we're we're exhausted with the Russian assassins at this point. Let's just admit it Yeah
5: the fuck uh
3: Crockett did you catch that comment? Oh yes, yes I did. Yeah, he's, he's he's big, he's bad, he's black. Yeah. <laughs> and then he cleaned it up and he's like, "Well, what I mean is he's the biggest black star Best ever." Best black athlete, yeah. Yeah. So uh there there there's that. Um uh, there we go. Uh and and that is JYD that he's talking about. So there's that. Um we keep moving uh, because the Russian assassins, oh, my God, they've done nothing but uh, made Harper crank one off every week to them as he's angry. Yeah, JR, like and JR and Tony Schiavone plug Starcade 1988 taking place December 26th, the day after Christmas. That review will be coming up soon. And then we go to another match. It is the Raw Warriors who defeat Chuck Casey and Reno Riggins. Reno Riggins of Smoky Mountain Wrestling fame. Uh, the Warriors are heels, but they are definitely getting cheers in the studio. And I will say this because Crockett and I just did the clash. You know, in the arenas, we talked about this, Crockett, did we? They get the boos and Dusty gets the cheers in the arenas, right? Yeah, definitely. But in the studio, it's like the Warriors are just too cool for school and they're just not going to boo the Warriors uh, in any of their matches in the studio. So there's that. Um, Dusty did get – I mean, he got a really good reaction when we – you know, when we did the when we did the clash. So there's that Uh anything from this match, though, Crockett with uh, the Warriors and Chuck Casey and Reno Riggins.
4: No, it's really nothing to it. It's very, very quick win.
5: Yeah, very it quick. was a clothesline for the finish. Yeah, here it is.
3: That was actually pretty light by Hawk, I think.
5: Yeah, no, he
3: didn't. He didn't murder him on that one. So, no promo again. We go straight to the next match. Uh, and I'm not skipping promos. It's just that they don't get to a promo until a good 30 minutes into this thing. We get a match. It's closer to an hour. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well, I have something. I have something from Cornette that I'm going to play at the 30 minute mark. That's, that's what I was thinking. You're right, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's in studio. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. 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 I got you. Um, so we go to we go to the Texas Broncos, which is uh, like we said at the beginning of the show, Kendall Windham and Dustin Rhodes. Oh, go ahead, Hopper.
5: <laughs> that girl's face. She's like, What the hell?
3: Go ahead. Let's hear your comments. I know you can't wait for this. Hey, you know who he looks like, bro?
5: Look at who? it. She's like why she got that face.
3: Okay, hold on. Before we go, before before we start before we start, Harper, uh, I gotta ask both of you a question. Are they legal age, Hopper? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I, I only, agree. Yeah, they look eighteen or above. Would, yeah. would you agree, uh, Crockett?
4: I mean, in the eighties, it's it's almost hard to tell. It's like, yeah, no, they it, it, it could be like eighteen or thirty-seven.
3: I don't know. That's right. <laughs> Is it the aquanet in the hair that's uh, fooling us here? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, and the clothing. Yeah, I guess. All right. So, Harper, you were about to say, why is she looking like the way she looks?
5: Yeah, she's like got a face on her. Like, what the fuck am I looking at?
3: <laughs> baby, have you ever heard of wrestling? You're at I a mean, wrestling baby. studio. <laughs> she looks like she's primed for some Robert Gibson fun. That's all I'm saying. And
5: that guy behind her, what the fuck's his deal?
4: Rock him a sweet, soft stash. Yeah. He's got the
3: stash and he looks like he's got a mullet too, doesn't he, Harper?
5: It looks like a shitty Barry Wyndham
3: <laughs> I'm waiting for Harper to go. Who's We're gonna this see asshole? the shitty Barry Windham in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Let me hit play. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go to the match. These two girls uh I tell you what, man, Dustin Rhodes is still doing it even today. Uh he's in there with uh Mike Jackson in one of the cruel connections. I don't know if it's one or two, but not that it really matters. Oh, the Cruel Connection. This is 1988, and Dustin is in here, and he's still wrestling in 2020. That's pretty damn amazing.
5: You know who he looks like? The guy <laughs> from Footloose. Which is Sean Penn's brother, Chris Penn.
4: Crockett, <laughs> do you know see- who that is? I can see it a little bit, yeah.
5: Yeah, with the cowboy hat and the boots on. He was like, I don't know how to dance. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, God, he's so uh he's so young.
4: Mike Nineteen, Jackson, yeah.
3: The school teacher, Mike Jackson, with his uh balding head. <laughs> uh I say that looks like a school teacher. Obviously, he's not a school teacher, he's a wrestler. Uh oh Crockett, do you know Mike Jackson is still wrestling on the Indies? No, he's not. Yeah, yes, he, he is. is. Tell him, Hopper. Yeah. He's um we, uh, we, we, there was actually a, someone posted a, a poster, uh, that he was on in the Facebook group. He is still wrestling. Hopefully he's shaved his head by now, right? He's bald headed and he looks good, don't he, Hopper?
5: Yeah. I mean, he, he just looks old, but I mean, he's still good in a ring.
3: Yeah. Didn't you say Andrew was that a show, went to a show that he was on or something? Yeah. And he said he looked good? Uh huh. Yeah, he, he Crockett. He, he shaved his head, and he's actually. I'm not gonna sit there and tell you he's in better shape than he is right here, but he looks really, really good for his age. I mean, you could tell he's old. I think he even shaved the beard. I don't even think he had the beard in the poster. Yeah. Before. But it's him, Mike Jackson, still working. Incredible. I mean, he'd been working for years at this point. So, uh, Crockett, any other thoughts on this match, though? Um.
4: Well, you could tell. Kendall's hairline is already retreating at this point. He's 21 years old. <laughs> That's rough. He's going to look like Mike Jackson
3: in a few years. Uh, and I wanted to get another look at him to see how much, uh, if he was at least starting to put a little bit of weight on. Uh, I don't think at this stage he's. They're going to tag these two for a few months, and then like early next year. I, they stop tagging, and that's when Kendall Windham kind of, yeah, he's still real skinny. Uh I think Kendall Windham starts um, like um doing more single stuff, and out of the blue, they kind of just start alluding to him as a heel. So uh, I wouldn't get too used to them as a tag team. I mean, it's going to go on for a month or two, but it's not terribly long that they're tag teaming. All right, any other thoughts on this one, Crockett? Oh, this match is kind of like the arm ringer Olympics, just a
4: lot of uh, a <laughs> lot of arm work. Um, but I, and something else I noticed the second double drop kick on the show. I think the Fantastics did one as well. I know the rock and rolls have been gone for like a few months, but now, now everyone is just taking the double drop kick and just doing it like
3: laissez fair just kind of <laughs> just doing it because they're not there anymore. You know, it's funny. We used to talk about when when Dick Murdoch and Jimmy Garvin would be on the same show. Those sons of the guns that hit the brain buster back to back and back to back matches are right after each other every like for a few weeks straight as long as Dick Murdoch was around and then Dick Murdoch would disappear. But they would always do it. There's, there. there's, a, there's a double drop kick right there. Yep. All right. So then we go to the next match. It is Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert. They defeat uh Big Bear Collie and Mike Justice.
4: Uh, Holy shit.
3: Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me get. To what? That. Come on.
4: This fucking uh, match. go ahead tell me about it this thing falls apart like i I, when this first started i saw like you know the the squash guys you know you're a lot of them are garbage but i saw this guy mike justice he looks good he seemed to be working all right the other guy um uh bear collie seemed to be serviceable and then jesus christ well i think it started with ron simmons uh he he, i think he was supposed to tag gilbert in for like their their finish basically it looks like it was going to be uh ron whips him off the ropes then does a drop drop down eddie gilbert catches him and gives him the hot shot into the top rope that's i think what's going to happen but then ron simmons didn't tag eddie gilbert so he whips the guy bear collie um, not a slender man, got a little extra weight on him. So he whips him, drops down. Collie comes back the other way. Simmons drops down again, and then Collie and Simmons just kind of shoulder tackle it and have a staring contest. Like n- neither of them know what the hell's going on at this point. Uh, <laughs> It, 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 and then Simmons tags in Eddie, finally. So then he does the whip. He does a drop down for the third time. And Colley, you can see him huffing and puffing at this point. Colley trips over Simmons, who is do, doing the drop down, and then goes stumbling into uh, Eddie Gilbert, who is looks like he's going for the hot shot there, can't get it. And Eddie just kind of pushes him onto his back. And it, ah. it, it doesn't get any better from there. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I, I think like... <laughs> He was hitting the like once Kali hit the ropes like three or four times, he was just blown to smithereens. I think
3: Hopper's, Hopper just said, Oh, because of this suplex on the floor. That that uh, Hopper, that's that guy that you said that time looked like Scott Norton. He looked he doesn't look yeah. like him here, but because he's grown out his beard or whatever. But Right.
5: he's so blown up, he came and uh, get up with a suplex. <laughs> yep,
3: it was a suplex that looked like a terrible DDT. On the floor. <laughs> yeah,
4: they call it a brain buster on the commentary, but so we uh, even yeah, try was... to
5: get up,
3: dude. He didn't move. He just sandbagged the hell out of him. <laughs> Look at him; he's just like a dead turd. <laughs> and then,
5: like I think, and then, like at the end, Ron Simmons like kicks him, like you fucking. That, <laughs>
4: yep, I noticed that too. <laughs> dude.
3: That was the pin, so that was terrible. So that that was the. Let me let me go to the to the first part of it that you're talking about. Is it? Is this look like it's about it? Crockett. Were you, were I you think it's about dropping?
5: it. Yeah. He fucking right. does the two drop downs, and I think it just blew him up right this, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right there. Like he's just done. He's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah, like he's just he's just out of fucking gas. Hey, watch this!
4: Watch this! Now uh, Eddie takes over, whips him enough. into the ropes again. Now watch and this. this guy's had enough. Uh. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't hook the ropes. <laughs> Almost fell out of the ring. Ha!
5: I'd be surprised if we
4: <laughs>
5: see him again on here. Just,
4: <laughs> Just whiplashed
3: himself in the top rope with his head. opera we've seen this guy before, and he hadn't been this bad.
5: I th- bro, Yeah. He he fucking blew up from fucking the two drop downs.
4: God, the rope that's... twelve times.
5: <laughs> when, when I first saw, it I'm thinking maybe he hit his head somehow, yeah. and he's out of it. But I think he just
3: blew up, dude. He's dead right there. Yeah, today. I was
4: thinking that too. I was wondering if, like, perhaps, yeah, perhaps he, yeah, he was knocked loopy, but yeah, I think he's just yeah blown up
3: as Harper says. He's just a turd. Hey,
4: watch, watch Ron Simmons. Watch him. I think I saw him kick him, yeah. Yeah, he just gave him a little kick as he's getting his arm raised by Teddy Long.
3: Watch, watch him. He keeps <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on that one?
4: Uh, I think we've said it all. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think so, too. Ron Simmons, and didn't win. Let's go now to uh, JR and Tony, throw us to the Midnight Express in original Midnight Express clip. Uh, here it is.
6: There's a lot of things going on as we head right towards Sharkade. And one of the hottest feuds right now certainly has to be for the name of the Midnight Express.
7: Tony, in that match, we have two perhaps the most pre- premier young managerial genius in the sport today. I'm speaking of Jim Cornette and Paul E. Dangerously. Well, recently, on another national syndicated show that the National Wrestling Alliance has, uh, Jim Cornette has a feature, the Louisville Slugger. Many fans are very familiar with it. Well, he had invited earlier in the program Paul Dangerously to be a guest, and uh, it was a most
6: unusual meeting of the minds. We need to take a look at what happened. Let's take a look at Jim Cornette's Louisville Slugger.
0: For the past couple of weeks, I've been calling that garbage mouth punk Paul E. Dangerously out here to meet me face-to-face on the Louisville Slugger. And as everybody can see, empty chairs the coward hadn't shown up again and that just bears out what I've been telling everybody Paulie dangerously is nothing but a coward he is nothing but a little worm here I am standing here a guess never whipped anybody and he won't come out and meet me face to face well now wait just a second who do we have here ladies and gentlemen the worm himself has just crawled up the stairs Paulie like I was telling all these people Just like a worm, your guts are soft, your head is soft, and your backbone soft. The only thing you've ever had hard on you in your life was third grade, brother. Hey, you got something to say to me? Come over here and say it. What? Are you... Hey, look, okay. Here you go. Just one minute. Look at me. I got no gun. I got no knife. Now, idiot, you got something to say to me? You plant yourself right here in my
2: face, brother. Right here. The thing is, Jim Cornette, you can come out here and you can do your Don Rickles routine for the whole wrestling world. The fact of the matter is, you're a real funny guy. But we beat you up. And I don't have to come out here on the Louisville Slugger. I have nothing to prove, because we left you laying. We beat you up. We're the Real Midnight Express. Should I continue this? And the fact of the matter is, we're the reason that the ratings are up. As a matter of fact, Cornette, I hear that they're going to dump you, put me in. And not only are they going to put me in, Cornette, but they're going to replace this segment with the Danger Zone. Now, what do you think about that? man? <laughs>
3: Well, that punch looked great the way he threw it at Paulie. Yeah. Uh, Corny continues to attack Paulie right here. And then the original Midnight, uh, I guess, Paulie's Midnight, and then the current Midnight, Jimmy's Midnight, come out, and they're brawling. Uh, we got a brawl now happening on this set and whatnot. But, uh, Crockett, you got anything from uh, this right here as uh, these two teams continue to go at it? No, I mean, it's
4: pretty realistic. It's was pretty uh, – well, except for when they throw those – lightweight chairs and yeah. no one reacts to it but anyway uh no there was there's very very good brawl i just hope the uh payoff lives up to all the uh build up here
3: yeah we'll get to that sometime <laughs> in um yeah we'll get to that sometime in uh 1989 yeah oh uh, that's all i'll say uh harper do you have anything from it no just brawl
5: i mean but the danger zone the danger zone does replace it huh doesn't uh it?
3: yeah i mean the danger zone starts i feel like it's like march or something of 89 is maybe for late first quarter early second quarter of 89 you get the danger zone but yeah paulie does start doing the danger zone I and mean, they're about to actually i think they're about to leave the studio too there's only a few more months actually in the that's actual what
5: i was wondering studio that's got to be coming up
3: yeah, that's also like around the same time as the, the the uh around the same time the Danger Zone starts, they they leave the uh studio that they're in. Which I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's not terrible. Um 89 in general is a weird year, but we'll talk more about it as we get to it. Okay, so we'll keep going. Uh we got the next match. We got Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. They defeat Curtis Thompson and El Negro. Uh, Corny's Corny's Midnight Express gets a lot of cheers when he introduces Stan and Bobby. Uh, lots of good stuff here. Uh, I've got a timestamp and my dumbass has no notes from it. So let me see what I have here. Forty. Let's see what I have.
0: I don't care who likes you and who don't like you in this country, the point is I don't like you, Stan Lane don't like you, and Bob Eaton don't like you, and we're the ones you're going to have to deal with. You know, that Polly Dangerously, I think his parents made love in a flower bed because he's a blooming idiot. He has one one brick shy of a full load if he thinks for a second that he's going to get an advantage over the originators of all this dirty stuff. Just like this big, fat, overgrown slob in the ring right now. They're treating him just like a red-headed stepchild. And, of course, his head is red, although I'm not sure that's a natural coloring on the boy.
3: Only working stiff as usual. Crocker, you, did you have an, any notes on that one? Well, uh, yeah, he was on commentary basically, the, well, most, of,
4: if not the entire match. But I, I did like one thing he said. He says that... Uh, he didn't think he'd like having the fans on his side, and he's kind of tickled about it. And as soon as he figures out a way to profit off of it, you'll
3: be the first to know. <laughs> no lies detected. <laughs> uh, I love, I love it. He said, uh, "I think his parents made love in a flower bed because he's a blooming idiot." Harper, That's what'd you nice. have from it?
5: That was funny.
3: Do you have anything else from it?
5: Nah.
3: Yeah. All right, so uh, Cornet just talked for God a few minutes as the match went on. And, uh, well, we're gonna get more of him as we finally get an interview in the studio uh, with Corny and the Midnight Express with JR. Here it is. is. We're
7: Back here at our podium, ladies and gentlemen, with Jim Cornette. And we are about 16 days away till the D-Day in Norfolk at the Scope. I don't
0: think Paulie Dangerously, Dennis Condra or Randy Rose can read, but I just want everybody else to see that. Now, Paulie! I said that you were going to eat that jacket and you got a real good start on it until, as the tape showed, Dennis Condry and Randy Rose showed up and peeled me off of you. Now I can't beat Condry and Rose, but the two guys at Cannon showed up and peeled you off of me and made my day a whole lot happier and at the same time, reopened the Midnight Express moving company, throwing some furniture around and the whole point of the thing, last time we saw the original Midnight Express, all we saw was elbows and shoe soles because they were heading to higher ground. But the point is, we are back in business, brother. And it's about time. Now, Dennis Conrad and Randy Rose, that's only the start. The last six weeks, we've been dumped on and dumped on heavy. And that's only the start of getting our self-respect back. That's only the tip of the iceberg and what Conrad and Rose have got coming at the hands of these two men right here. But more importantly, Paulie, Dangerously, it's no secret. Ever since I've been in professional wrestling, brother, I've been looking to win a fight. I've had 52 wrestling matches, ain't won one I have been come out on the wrong end of quite a few fights, and I've even gotten knocked goofy by a girl. But Polly, let's set the whole thing straight. I finally found somebody I can whip. I'm gonna stick this fist down to your throat so far when I pull it out. It's gonna have toenails sticking out of it, cause you couldn't whip cream with an outboard motor, Polly, And you just remember that. And you remember one more thing. When the whole thing's said and done, when they beat Condry and Rose, when I beat you, you just realize, Polly, what you're going to feel like when the whole country, the whole world knows the first time in my life
7: I ever kicked somebody's butt, it was yours. All right, fans, we'll be back with the Commandos here on Superstation TBS in one moment.
3: Man, he's a baby face. Crockett, what are your thoughts? I mean... What
4: can you say? Really great promo. I I like the fact that he's putting over that you know he's never won a fight in his life, but he can take Pauly, and uh, his guys can take uh, you know Condrian Rose. Uh, Excellent promo. I see like Stan just kind of like leaning over the counter the whole time, to kind of staring off into space, maybe staring at those uh, women there, trying to figure out if
3: they're eighteen or thirty-five. Hubbard, tell Crockett what Stan is doing.
5: He's 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 pitching. He's uh. Pick it out abroad to bang.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a? Are we going to go with singular here or plural? I'll, oh, come on. Just one. <laughs> I would say he's eyeing a few.
5: He definitely <laughs> looks like he's just staring off into space.
3: Dude, he, <laughs> as Doc said one time, he looks like Jimmy, he looks like he's thinking, Jimmy, will you wrap this up so I can get to the back and get this thing yanked on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought corny was good though. Yeah. Any, anything else, Harper? Nah. the commandos defeat Keith Steinborn and Randy Hogan. Uh, ah, good so for them. <laughs> well, it's good to know that, uh, commando Ray
4: got his camouflage pants out of the wash this week. He's wearing them this time. But, uh, other than that, that's the only
3: thing I really noticed. <sighs>
5: God Do we ever God. hear him talk?
3: I don't think so well that's good (laughs) i'm trying to remember because they're not around for long i feel like they're here during this time i'm trying to remember if they even make it into january i don't i don't really remember but i don't think i remember a promo from them and as i say that somebody's gonna send me a clip and i have to eat my words but um i don't think so but who knows I don't know if we either care, but uh, what we do care about is Dusty Rhodes, who he's going to cut a promo here because he's got something to say um, leading up to um, leading up to what we're going to see at the at Starcade. So here that is. Dusty is with Jim Ross. It's key to point out they are not in the studio. They are at another location. Here it is.
7: Throughout the years, ladies and gentlemen, one man's name has been synonymous with box office and the word professional wrestling. The Bull of the Woods, a three-time winner of the Bunkhouse Stampede, but a man now that his mind far removed from the Bunkhouse Stampede, but on revenge. We saw recently, Dusty, no doubt that you were trying to break the man's leg. I know that you have, your heart is full with hate right now, but on December 26th, can you control yourself? Enough, Dusty, to go for the world's tag team title with Sting.
1: Well, Let me tell you something, Jimbo. The bottom line is I was trying to break your leg, animal. It's very simple. When you come in my backyard, when you come in my house, when you try to take a limb, an eye, an ear, a tooth, or a nose from Dusty Rose the American Dream, don't think you're going to go home and lay down and not get some payback. So now then, the violence, the anger that is in Dusty Rose, the American Dream, is because of my brothers in paint. Woo! all their brothers in paint, no longer. They walk the streets in Chicago now, and people say, that ain't the mighty road warriors. That's them two yellow dog with that little pistol neck deer hunting, bear hunting geek Paul Ellery with his newspaper in his hand. Well, let me tell you something, daddy. You got to live with the fact I have been world's heavyweight champion three times, three times, and now then the world's tag team titles now then, my mind is knowing that I can hurt you, baby, and you can't hurt me any more than your hell. So you got to deal with the fact that Dusty Rose, the American dream, and the stinger, electrifying thunder, lightning train, pulling through Norfolk on the 26th. Now then comes for the world's tag team titles. That's what means the most to you. You haven't had them long enough to call yourself a champion. You haven't beat Dusty Rhodes to call yourself a champion. A matter of fact, there ain't nobody out there beat Dusty Rhodes to call themselves a champion. I am the Bull of the Woods. I am TBS. I am wrestling. I am the National Wrestling Alliance. And if I have to break your leg and that ugly hawk's leg or your nose, all oh, take an eye. Then you can damn sure bet, it's gonna happen. Called what? Called the dream told you so, baby.
3: Crockett, thoughts on Dusty Rose right there.
4: I like the fact that he's not just uh, yelling the whole time. He he brings it up, brings it down. Like he ends that really kind of like like you know old school Dusty charisma. It's it's he's not just yelling, and screaming. I mean, you can't. I mean, he's been doing this for two or three weeks now talking about what happened to his eye. So, I mean, you can't be a hundred percent angry rage the entire time. You, you know, you got promos to cut every week. So he brings it up, brings it down a little bit. He's showing a little bit more of the dusty charm in there. I like the fact that it's not just uh, him just yelling and screaming at the road warriors.
3: I agree. Harbor. What'd you think?
5: I was kind of weird. when it, I, I thought it was kind of strange when they asked him, you have hate in your heart.
3: The the note I had is it did sound kind of heelish a little bit because yeah. he's talking about going after legs and eyes, but I as I say that I understand why he might sound heelish. He had a spike driven into his eye, so <laughs> it would make sense that you know I mean if somebody ever did you dirty like that, all all the rules all of a sudden change. You're you might not fight by the same rules, and you'll be wanting to to get back at them even in the same way they got to you so that's why I was like it did sound kind of heelish but I thought it worked because of the fact that he got his eye poked out you know supposedly allegedly yeah. um, I thought something was interesting too and I sw- look there could be nothing to this the fact that this wasn't shot in the studio I'm I, I really believe there's something to that in my oh, in my really? mind at least I, I do because like I mean We've seen we saw those series of promos he cut where he's, you know, he's he couldn't help himself talking about the fat lady in the studio. And then the next week he's like, you know, going off on her again. Like he he doesn't like when these fans criticize. He cannot no sell when the fans criticize him in the studio. I don't know. Maybe 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 that's not what happened. But I every time I see him now, every time I see him outside of a studio cutting a promo, that that's what I begin to think. So there's that. Uh, Harper. Anything else? Could be something to that. Yeah.
5: Because it, no, I mean this was when they were when they were giving the plaques away and shit, huh?
3: Uh, well, that's about to come up in a second. Yeah. See, that's the other yeah. part too. That that that's why I said I think, and I, I wasn't saying for sure because that's what we're about to see. Um. So what Harper's talking about is we, we well first we go to a match with Bam Bam Bigelow with Sir Oliver humperdinck and he defeats Craig Brown. Did you have anything from this, Crockett?
4: No, nothing really. Uh Dick was on the mic most of the time that he was uh, in the ring in lieu of a promo. I don't think he he didn't do a uh, in-studio promo, right? So this maybe was kind of his opportunity here to put over what's going on with him and Ken, him and uh, Barry Windham going into Starcade.
3: And as Hopper said um, last week or week before all of a sudden they're doing these inset promos like the WWF was doing <laughs> on their show. Yeah, weekend. yeah. It's like now you've seen a few of them. I mean, they did it earlier with Paul Jones. This is, it's a it's a pattern. Would you agree, Hopper? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So maybe that's. I still part say of someone
5: season. made those signs and they 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 fucking gave them out.
3: I don't know, man. We've seen signs forever, though. No, we forever. haven't. Yeah, we have. I mean, not weekly, but God, that was a nice freaking gourd buster right there from Bigelow. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we've seen them. I feel, I feel like they've been in abundance. I mean, not every single week, but I feel like we've seen them before. But, you know, who knows? If you went to Techwood Drive, send us something on Twitter or email, book in the territory at gmail.com, and say, yes, they were handing out signs. Uh, okay. So after Bigelow's match, we go to uh, it's not a promo, but uh, JR throws us to Bill Apter, who's going to give out numerous awards for 1988. This is the PWI end of year awards. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing. I will just summarize it for you quickly. What were you about to say, Harper?
5: I said, well, good.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's not very riveting audio, to be honest. It's, Sting is the most improved wrestler of the year. I wish Doc what, was here. What he... the fuck is that? <laughs> I wish
5: Doc was here. <laughs> I mean, what did he learn? How to tie his fucking shoes? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damn. It's kind of vicious, Harper
5: like he's the most improved.
3: Well, who are you okay, okay. Fair enough. Who would you give it to? Most improved. I don't know. Say? Rick Steiner maybe?
5: I, oh yeah, okay. I yeah, Rick Steiner or uh mm. Barry Windham? Yeah, I guess you give it to Barry cuz he's the US
3: champion now. Well, remember in in Barry was a babyface when he started the year. Yeah. So
5: Yeah, I think you gotta maybe. think
3: about they probably started voting for the
4: awards in like the middle of the year. So the Rick Steiner thing just happened, you know, a few weeks ago, right?
3: Uh yeah, technically. I mean, well, you are doing a varsity club but yeah, he just turned babyface. But it does isn't I mean, I don't know. Like look we're we're arguing about a fictitious award. Not arguing, but we're debating a fictitious award from a from a from a magazine that we used to read as as real and it's what do you just think they did
5: with those things.
3: Did what the awards?
5: Yeah, they're probably like thanks. They probably just throw it in the fucking trunk of that car and probably sit there fucking forever.
3: I guarantee if Jim Cornette's got any, if well, I know he received some, I guarantee he's got every last one of the ones he received.
4: Well, I guarantee. The, the Warriors mentioned how
3: they they use theirs as uh, cutting boards. Yeah. From, <laughs> say. Um, say that again, uh Crockett. You, you broke up on my end a little. What did they use theirs for?
4: Well, the Road Warriors said in their promo that they use theirs as cutting boards. So yes. there's
3: that. There's that. Uh, so Sting is the most improved wrestler. As mad as that makes Harper and Doc, even though Doc's not here, I'm sure he'd cut a promo on it. Matter of fact, when Doc's back next week, cause I think he's supposed to be back, I'm gonna ask him, uh, his thoughts on Sting being the most improved wrestler of the year. Uh, Dusty accepts the award in Sting's honor because, you know, he's, he's gotta do so. Uh, the feud of the year is Luger versus Ric Flair. Um, I guess I, guess I could agree with that. I mean, we've had a bunch of decent feuds this year, but I mean, that that seems fair. I don't know. What do you think, Hopper? Yeah. Uh, Crockett, would you yeah. agree, maybe? Yeah, I mean, th- you got to think this
4: isn't just NWA, so there's... I don't know yeah, what that's
5: what, the problem. Well, I was like... I'm like, well, Billy won three? An old promotion? Only, only three people got it?
3: Well, um... Think well, yeah, that's true. Uh, manager of the year goes to JJ Dillon. I don't know if I agree with that. Matter of fact, I don't agree with that. Uh, Cornette is the manager of the year. Uh, I don't care what anybody says, it's definitely not Ellering. And then the Road Warriors, I don't know how you give it to anyone else. They definitely are the tag team of the year, uh, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Crockett? Agree or disagree? I mean, yeah, I think so. In 88, what else is going on in 88? I mean, you I mean, could you could have gave it to the, the Midnight because, I mean, at one point they held the the World and U.S. at the same time, and they had to give up the U.S. because, you know, the NWA board of directors say you can only hold one title at a time. So, like, you technically could give it to them. I mean, but I guess it's the end of the year, and the World War just made a big splash. Wait, Mike, fans
4: just didn't vote that way.
3: Yeah, fans didn't vote that way. Good Lord. <laughs> hey, we used to flip – Crockett, Sorry, were you man. into the like- PWI? Were you into PWIs, Crockett? Did you like read them a lot or no? Yeah, I think that the I saw the cover of this one. I think that was the
4: first year-end edition that I actually bought. So that when they showed the cover, I was like, "Yeah, I have that one."
3: I think I have this one in my in my box in my closet somewhere. This this edition. Oh yeah, I think I do. I have to look. Uh, what were you about to say, Crockett? I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I, I just like uh, Bill after trying to avoid
4: having his eye poked out by the uh, spikes of the Road Warriors during that promo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was um, he was a little nervous um, as he's as he's ducking, his hawks moving and animals moving. The spikes can do some damage. I mean, we saw the spike go through the podium when uh, animals stuck it in there. So there's that. Okay, so um, anything else, Crockett or Hopper? Y'all got anything else from this?
5: Nah. All
3: nope. Right. Let me fast forward and get to it. We're going to go to a promo now from Lex Luger. I think Luger's real good here, so I want to play it. Here it is.
6: On December 26th, during Starcade, the entire eyes of the wrestling world on two men, Ric Flair and Lex Luger, World Heavyweight title. The stipulation is now out. Disqualification rule has been waived. But as an athlete, that's not going to lessen your preparation or your intensity, I know, going into Starcade, knowing that that stipulation is being held.
2: Tony Schiavone. The Total Package is going to keep on his jacket and his shirt. I'm going to stay wrapped like a Christmas present because my Christmas is until December 26th. Stockade 88, True Grit, because this is the final, the ultimate confrontation between the Nature Boy and the Total Package because it's become readily apparent in the many months that we've wrestled that you will do anything. You will cheat. You will lie. or will use any political influence to avoid the kind of match that will what we have to have is a pinfall to find out who is the best wrestler in the world today. The NWA title. The most prestigious title in all of professional sports. The most coveted prize. The trophy. It's been yours for a very long time, nature boy. And you finally met your match. You know it, I know it! The fans across the country know it! And now, baby, your back is smack up against the wall. You have nowhere to go! Because this is a no-disqualification, and that's your specialty, isn't it Nature Boy? Count us, disqualifications, you name it. What well, can't happen this match? There has to be a clear-cut winner <laughs> and nature boy. I know you can't beat me in the middle. Can you say the same? Stonkin 88, True Grip. the Nature Boy, and the total package. This is the match of all time. My intensity level, my training level, has never ever been what it is today. And I'm gonna be the best shape of my life, and this is the time. Hey, what's going on, Rick? <laughs> For the Total package to shine, 89 will be the year of the Total <laughs> package. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. What's his name? Alex. Alex, Alex told me he's going to be the world champion. <laughs> if Alex says it, it's going to happen. I would agree.
6: Rick Steiner and, of course, the man who is prepared, the Total Package Lex Luger. Fans,
3: <laughs> Lex Luger's out there cutting a serious promo. Rick Steiner runs in with his friend Alex, his hand puppet. Uh, Crockett, your thoughts on this? I thought Luger was good, and I was like, why'd they mess it up with this at the end? No,
4: yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he, he was intense, he was serious, and then yeah, Rick at the end just kind of turns a little goofy. Uh, yeah. I I like, how Luger, I like how Luger only calls him the nature boy. I don't think he ever called him Rick or Flair once. It's only the nature boy. I don't know if it seems like it's a little bit of a uh, disrespect, like uh, just calling him nature boy, not calling him Flair, not calling him Rick, only nature boy.
3: I think he did that a lot too back then Um, during the the promos. I remember he he would say nature boy, nature boy. Harper, what would you think?
5: It was weird seeing him with with like clothes on.
3: Yeah, because we're so used to him – Sweating bullets after the end of his promo. didn't flex
5: or anything.
3: Didn't flex or nothing. Well, I think it's because uh, Rick Steiner. I think it's because Rick Steiner threw him off his game.
5: Yeah, he's like, hey, what's hit... up, Rick?
3: Speaking of Rick Steiner, <laughs> did you see that clothesline right there? He's he's in there against a guy named JD Wolf.
5: When he flips
3: <sighs> Steiner murder line. Him. Steiner line. Just murder him next time. God, Steiner looks good. <laughs> uh, I didn't have anything else from Luger. Did you, Hopper? Nah. Rick Steiner defeats J.D. Wolf, Crockett. Any thoughts here? Now, maybe you can enlighten me on this.
4: It says Rick Steiner, Florida Heavyweight Champion. What am I missing?
5: Oh, <laughs> damn! They still say that. Yeah, yeah, they
3: still say it. So he was given the Florida title. God, it's months that's ago. When he first at this showed thing. up. Yes. So that's where that's coming from. But he hasn't had the belt out with him in a while it's been been a good while now that's what you're Yeah, getting
5: Mike to. Rotunda was the Florida champion and he just gave the belt to to Rick like here take okay. it
3: yep. so he he in for months you would see him like I don't say months but you'd see him with the belt and then weeks ago by you wouldn't see him with it but then you'd see him with it he'd bring it out and then I swear they were like comparing like penis sizes or something because they'd be cutting promos and steiner would go my belt's bigger than yours and (laughs) rotunda's like you're a moron steiner he's like no i'm not you are and like you know they'd play this stupid game that steiner would play back then so uh he'd bring it out and i don't know the last time we've seen it now that you say that it's been a while yeah it's been a been a been a little bit but that that's that's what that is crockett Still the reigning Florida heavyweight champion, though. Yes, yes. Uh, You should have seen 87 when, when Rotunda was the Florida champion and he's cutting these boring promos in the studio. The best thing that happened to Mike Rotunda was him becoming a part, not to say best thing ever, but one of the one of the best points of his career was when they reinvented him with the Varsity Club. We talked about that a lot when that first happened cuz it really really did something with him and Sullivan and Steiner. I mean, it really really improved that whole the whole package of it. But yes, he gave the belt. He gave the Florida title to Steiner. That's the story okay. behind it.
4: Okay. <laughs> yeah, then nah. Mike Rotunda goes to the WWF and uh yeah, cuts terrible boring promos there
3: as well. <laughs> I mean i don't know you don't t- hopper how how bad were some of his promos in like eighty seven
5: they' were they were very bland
3: they it was just yeah i mean when it was like what?
5: with dory funk
3: remember that oh my yeah God. yeah yeah they were feuding over the Florida title and like i didn't i think mike rotunda is a hell of a talent so we didn't really want to say anything bad but it was like you look at those promos and you're like what the hell are we watching? I mean, there was nothing in it that would make you go, "I want to see that match and I want to see those two fight." It was what it was. Um, all right, we'll keep going. Barry Wyndham is going to defeat Gary Royal. Crockett, anything you got from that one? Well, I did
4: notice he wrestled in his chaps, just like your idol, Shawn Michaels. So,
3: oh, that's funny. You want to? That, that you trying to be funny there? Okay, Shawn Michaels. God. <laughs> what a just. Irritating human being. Great talent, but just uh, lost his smile. Oh. I remember one time. I'm gonna make mean, y'all laugh. One time we were Doc and I were at work and we were talking, and he was frustrated about something. He goes, you know, if I ever decide to resign from this place and go get me another job, when they do my exit interview, I'm gonna tell them I lost my smile. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Can you see somebody doing that in the workplace in corporate America, Crockett? I lost, I lost my, smile. My,
5: my smile.
3: I could see Doc doing it, probably. <laughs> yes, Barry Windham in his... Uh, what do you think about his ponytail, Hopper? He's got a... It's not,
5: it looks better. I guess because this was when like Young Guns was big, huh?
3: Is that during this time? I think so. I saw that movie, but it's been a million years. Yeah, he's a... God, he, that was a hell of a bump on the floor that guy took. Uh, Barry Windham defeats Gary Roy, though. Anything else, uh, Crockett? I,
4: just these job guys. How does not one of them know how to run the fucking ropes? Holy <laughs> fucking Toledo.
5: Yeah, they're just... It's, it's, they're bad.
3: Well, I think, like, actually, Gary Royal. Well, he was, he was like one of the better enhancement talents. I mean, I, I, I didn't make a note about his rope running here. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but like, I mean, we've seen some of these guys that are in, they bring in, I swear. They've ne- like, I've seen some guys like, I've like, this guy's never hit the ropes before. You can tell there was yeah. one guy, one time he, 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 he would run straight to the ropes and he would hit them chest first. You're like, what, what, <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing you learn: lay across them and and hook hook your arm. That way, you don't fall through them. And and you could tell the guy had no idea what he was doing. So, like Gary Roy, at least laid on it right there. Like he, I mean, you know, he he hit it that way. But I know what you mean. Like we've seen some guys. It's like, oh my God, you you you're gonna hurt yourself. There's no better way to break a rib than a, than to fall on a a steel cable. Uh, but anyway, all right. Any other thoughts, Crockett? No. All right, let's go to Ric Flair. He's going to brighten the mood here.
7: Thanks very much, Tony Schiavone. It's always a pleasure to be here with a heavyweight champion of the world. We've got 16 days until Starcade. You're not going to have a lot of time to do any Christmas shopping because I know you're training overtime for the match of your life. And quite honestly, in my opinion, it is the greatest challenge, sir, that you have ever faced.
2: Well, Jim Ross, I take that into account because I consider you... be one of the foremost experts on this great sport but the bottom line is and i'm going to be as explicit as i've ever been to the greatest sports audience in the world and i'm talking to the wrestling fans that follow this tremendous sport starcade 1988 is going to be the greatest wrestling event to ever take place more viewers from around the world will watch this program than ever before. And once again, the world's heavyweight wrestling championship is the featured match. You know why? Because for 80 some years, the championship belt has been worn by the greatest athletes to ever compete in this sport. It is a singles event there is no team, there are no partners. It is the trophy that distinguishes the champion as the very best at what he does, and Jim Ross, but you and I have come to know as the greatest sport in the world. So in Norfolk, Virginia, the 26th of December, yes, the burden is on my back because I have walked that aisle before And I have defended that championship. And as you stated earlier, I probably have never faced anyone as physically awesome as Lex Luger. But here's the way I look at it, Jim. And here's the only way Ric Flair can look at it. Luger probably possesses the greatest physical skills of any athlete in any sport in the world. I give him his due. But in Ric Flair, lex luger you're going to be competing against the greatest wrestler of all time the greatest wrestler in our sport the greatest technician and as you know lex luger i am in the greatest shape of any man in this sport i am if you ask the female audience the 60 minute man pal so if you can hang in there think about it starcade the greatest wrestling event of all time. Two great ones walk the aisle. One walks away with the trophy. And pal, if you don't think you're not in for the fun of your life, you want something that I live by 24 hours a day. The bottom line is looker, and Ric Flair. It doesn't get any better than this. Don't plan on changing it to anything else. Woo!
7: The heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy, Rick Flair, preparing for the match of his life. Be sure and call your local cable company for the program availability. Starcade 88, the day after Christmas. We'll talk more about it later in this hour.
3: Buck, Rick was good as normal. Crockett, what would you think? No, yeah,
4: excellent. I mean, Rick, you always, you know, people just think of Rick being a guy, putting himself over, talking about the girls and all this stuff, but he is great at putting the other guy over. So when he wins, he sneaks out a win. You know, he, he beats somebody and he's he's putting over Luger like a million bucks, this whole lead up to Starcade.
3: Two men walk into the building and into the ring and one of them walks out. One of his quotes, I thought that was good. Uh, what'd you think, Harper?
5: yeah uh, he's you're know, putting it over trying to get people to buy it. And then Vince McMahon says, no, right?
3: <laughs> Why you say that?
5: Don't he, uh, run something against it? No. Um, do he run the, the, the uh, Royal Rumble or Survivor Series against it?
3: You're, you're thinking of last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, this, this is where we need Joe and Quinn, uh, right, um. Right, Crockett? I suppose so, yeah. I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they were, they were, they'd be able to spit that history out like that. Uh no, no, that that's last year, I believe. Um all right. So I thought Rick was good. I thought he was fine here, you know, just he's basically trying to talk you into the building. Two men walk into the, yeah. into the ring and one of them then walks out. And I will say, Starcade, there is one thing on this Starcade that's bad, but it's a it's a it's it's an enjoyable pay-per-view. Uh, we keep moving. Paul Heyman introduces his Midnight Express, who defeat Jerry Price in The Menace. Crockett, anything from that?
4: The Menace, huh?
3: Yeah, The Menace. Yeah. That's where you name <laughs> came from? No. <laughs> the, uh, the,
5: the At least this men- guy's men- not
4: wearing basketball shorts and a uh, football.
5: I know you fucking turd, outlaw <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anything from the match, Hopper? Anything from the match? Nah, uh No. Mm-hmm. He's just mad because I'm not better him.
5: Yeah, yeah whatever.
3: <laughs> uh, Crockett, anything from you? No, there's nothing going on here. All right. I didn't make a note. Paul Lee did cut one of those like inset promos during this thing, but I didn't even have a note from it like to, that he had said anything of, of importance or anything. Uh, let's go now to Barry Wyndham with his hat and chaps and vest and J.J. Dillon. Here they are.
6: The fact during your match that since Bam Bam came off of the top with that splash, this man has really
2: turned up the intensity a couple of notches. Well, they may have... Uh somewhat intimidated us in the eyes of some people, but in my eyes they didn't intimidate me. They certainly didn't intimidate Mr. Wyndham. You know, everybody's talking about Starrcade 88 the event, and it is an event. But for Mr. Wyndham and Mr. Flair, it's a matter of two very important matches, two very important titles, and frankly, I don't care what happens to everybody else that night. I know it will be a gale occasion. My only concern is that Barry Wyndham leaves the ring United States Champion. Rick Flair leaves the ring World Heavyweight Champion. You know, I'll tell you what, Tony Giovanni, being the gentleman that I am, and a man that always speaks the truth, I'll tell you, I know nothing about intimidation, and I know a lot about a whole lot of things. Let me tell you what, Bam Bam Bigelow, if you were to make a comparison between the two athletes, you and me, there is none. Let me tell you what, this championship right here, just like the man said from his own mouth, I stepped up the intensity just a little bit. And I don't intend to let up until I'm through with you. So let me tell you what, keep training like you're doing. I saw you doing a little road work down the road the other day. I saw you trying to shed a few pounds. It's going to take more than a few pounds off of you, pal. Those flames are going to be burning bright on that outfit you wear, son. And I'm going to be in there, just like I said, leaning me 265 pounds, and I'm going to give you the beating of your life.
6: Tell you what, fans, it shapes up to be one of the best battles we've ever had for the US heavyweight title. Barry Winneman, Bam Bam Bigelow, at Starcade. And we'll
3: be- I thought this was effective going into their match for, at Starcade. Harper, any thoughts?
5: Yeah, I like this.
3: Barry means business. Yeah, it means business. business.
5: Uh-huh. Talking shit about fucking Bam Bam. He saw him running.
3: Yeah. I don't think there's any fun in games here. I believe it's just, um, yeah. Uh, Croc, like anything? Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Harper.
5: I mean, wasn't fucking Dusty talks about him and Sting being a tag team? Wasn't him and Bam Ban supposed to be a tag team?
3: That's what I was trying to tell you and Doc a month ago. I was like, and Doc, Doc defended it. I was like, dude, I was like, don't even. Pay any attention to that, and Doc's like, "I don't know. I think it's fine." No, it wasn't fine. It was because you're right. They were saying that, and I was thinking, "Well, Starcade's coming up, and that's not what's about to happen." So I don't know. I don't know why Dusty's talking about this. And then I, the other part too, is I knew Bam Bam was gonna wrestle Barry. So it's like, why is he talking about this whole tag team? And again, I thought it was just another way for Dusty to just put himself out there, uh, but you know, I don't wanna, I don't want to sound negative, it's just that's how I felt. So, I agree. Uh Crockett, what'd you have?
4: I mean, I'd never known Barry Windbop uh to be a great promo guy, but this is a pretty good promo. I mean, JJ starts it off, he brings it home. I like talking about, you know, those those flames of your outfit are going to be burning bright. You know, yeah, it's going to take more than a few pounds. I really liked what he put across here.
3: The um, In his heel promos, if you've never seen his babyface promos and Crockett promotions, uh, his heel promos are so much better. And he was, he was really good here, so I agree with you. We go to another segment. It is a promo. I don't have anything from it, actually. It was kind of quick. We had Mike Rotunda and Kevin Sullivan. Did you have anything from that, Crockett?
4: Not really, just uh, just one thing about like the varsity club up here in the Northeast, no one really gives a shit about college sports, so I don't really care about Syracuse and Oklahoma whatever else the fuck I, it it doesn't really hit home <laughs> with me nice. just <laughs> doesn't just <laughs> doesn't I really could care less but uh, wow. or couldn't care less whichever one works but yeah I, I it must, it's a southern thing the whole thing about college athletes right?
5: you all don't care about the Orange Men.
3: Who? Dude, they don't. College, Syracuse. Football in... College football in the Northeast is like.
5: Where are you from? Boston. You, you don't like Boston College?
4: No. <laughs> what, uh, what? No, no one really cares about. Dude, no one cares. Harvard. No, no one cares about fucking college sports up here. Harvard. UMass. <laughs> I I, w- I went to UMass and what I didn't give see? a fuck.
3: <laughs> he went there. He don't care. That's his point. That's
5: nice. They're the they're the, the minute men, right? Yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> what an asshole.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't understand. Like, yeah, they fill up like you know hundred thousand seat stadiums for college sports down there. I,
3: Dude, why? Like the SEC is a professional football league. You 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 need to know that. Yeah. Uh, there is and it's still There are again paychecks, no- right? There is nothing minor about the SEC. Nothing. No. Nothing is minor <laughs> about the SEC. That is pro football at its finest. So H- have
4: they changed it yet so these guys can get a payday or is it still I
5: don't, They're no. all making money no. off these guys backs. No. no. They just make money off of them. Well, at least yeah. on the slick, they don't get paid.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I was about to say, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking legally getting paid? Are yeah. we talking uh, so they yeah, legally yeah, I was up, get a full ride? Was, <laughs> right, right. When I was up at UMass,
4: uh, uh, I was there when Marcus Camby was there. And I guess uh, we lost a couple of uh, basketball championships because of what was going on there.
3: <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, legally paid versus illegally are two different things. Uh, they legally get a full ride scholarship, but SEC football is 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 a pro league. I don't give a damn which way you slice it. Um, unless you're unless you're a Vanderbilt fan, God yeah, bless those like Commodores.
5: Kentucky, some shit. Uh,
3: well, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, even then, like when it comes to to basketball, I mean, like Kentucky. Yeah you know, they're top of the chest. I mean, like Kentucky football may not be good, but I mean, basketball, Kentucky runs stuff. So it's, uh, but SEC football is ridiculous. I mean, it's dude. There's more people at tiger stadium on a Saturday than there are at saints games on a Sunday and saints games sell out. So what's that tell you? (laughs) Uh, Because the state, the stadium holds more. I mean, tiger stadium holds more, but yeah, yeah, there's that.
5: It holds a hundred thousand
3: right and this dome doesn't hold a hundred uh, uh so there you go uh as we're talking over microtunda versus uh, or defeating the italian stallion uh who- as we should yes uh italian stallion uh wrestled Dr. Death at The Clash in a 15-minute barn burner match.
5: Are you fucking serious?
3: Go listen to Crockett and I. If you're not a patron, you need to become one to listen to uh, Crockett and I talk about Dr. Death, an Italian stallion at The Clash of Champions 4, going 15 minutes. That's
5: crazy. (laughs) Who canceled? (laughs)
2: Exactly.
5: (laughs) Someone had to, like, fucking uh, got got a flat tire or or some
2: shit. (laughs)
3: Well, and my logic was, well, maybe they wanted to do something with Italian Stallion. So it's like, all right, well, let's let him go out there with Dr. Death for 10, you know, 15 minutes. But, man, that match just went a on. a ton to beat him here in three minutes. And then, <laughs> right, That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that, Crockett. You're right. Like, literally, what, f- uh, three days before this airs, he went 15 minutes on live TV with Dr. Death. And then this air and Rotunda beats him in three minutes.
5: (laughs) Somebody must've canceled. And like, he was there.
3: I don't think so. That card was weird though. The clash was weird. And Crockett and I talk about it at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Basically the first two matches, uh, what was it Crockett? We went like 50 to 55 minutes and we only had two matches in that opening half of it.
4: Yep. It was one that was like almost a 30 minute, uh, draw uh, and then there was yeah this 15 minute match and a couple promos so it was the first hour just two matches
3: the tag match wasn't a draw though it was uh, Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons versus the Fantastics so that they actually finished that one yeah but it almost went 30 that's right and then then we had Dr. Death versus Italian Stallion for 15 minutes so yeah we were almost an hour in before we even got to a third match but it was fun it was fun we had a good discussion lots of good stuff talked about there all right, let's. Uh, we're getting ready to finish this episode up, but before we do so, we need to get to the Road Warriors, who now they're gonna cut a promo. Uh, you know, following up from Dusty Rhodes earlier. Here it is.
6: Gotta meant something to Dusty Rhodes here. The World Tag Team Champions, Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Close to these spikes, nowhere to be. You know, some Tony of
2: How iron braces Paul ball, sitting back there in the sticking control room, having a listen to what Dusty Rhodes had to say? Dusty Rhodes. We never said you never made a great name for yourself. And see, you're one of the greatest upcoming stars in our profession. But what they're looking at right here and inside this book says we are the Tag Team of the year for the fourth time out of five years. Nobody has won that more than three times. And like the Warriors always do, we just set a new record. Nobody's taking that away from us, and we've got these right here! we finally got our final shot, and on our first final shot, we took them. And we ain't let you, or nobody else, take them away from us. Tell them Dusty Rhodes, you made a comment that I don't like. You said that when we go to our hometown in Chicago, the people call us yellow dogs. Well, you better get the back guano out of your stinking ears. Because that ain't the case. You misunderstood the people of Chicago. They said, way to stick it to that yellow dog, Dusty Rhodes. The yellow dog that you are for not being at a championship six-man match that you were supposed to be at. The yellow dog you are for substituting Sting. For yourself, a boy who can't carry the load. Tell him, Paul. Fans,
6: we're out of time. We'll see you next time.
3: <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> doors, was, you go gets the- my Rolex right there. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, Crockett.
4: I'm sorry. I was talking over you. I'm, I'm giving Shivani my Rolex right now for cutting off Paul Ellering.
3: I'm giving it to him too. So so Javorsky, I'm sorry, you can't crank one off this week uh, in honor of uh Chris Cepeda's Sapita's new uh, award for you, uh, the crank off moment of the week. Yes, we we're not giving it to uh, Ellering. We're giving it to Shivani for for cutting uh for cutting Elerine off. So Shivani's going to get the Rolex. Uh Hopper, what'd you think about this?
5: That was great. Awesome. It was perfect timing. God.
3: He should <laughs> he
5: should do that for Nikita.
3: Hold on. Let's listen again.
5: Thing for yourself, a boy who can't carry the
6: load. Tell him, Paul. Fans, we're out of time. We'll see you next week on
3: World Check. Shabani was <laughs> 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 like, "That's not gonna work for me, brother." <laughs> I love that. The Roar the Warriors are mad at him too, because he wouldn't let Paul talk. Oh, Crockett! I'm gonna throw it to you. Any any other thoughts on that? How it ended? I mean, it ended <laughs> tremendously. It is the best. What a climax! Crank one off, Javorsky. Oh, that's Jesus. nice. Hover. Any other thoughts from you?
5: <laughs> what you notice at the end? Uh. Dusty's road is uh, name is taken off, in a in the credits I think.
3: Yep, watch.
5: L- 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 let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That
3: mm-hmm.
5: sucks. <laughs> sure is. That's what you get for not following instructions.
3: That's what you get for booking. Your eye being taken out and getting juice on air. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. So we need to rate this thing and give out our Rolexes before we do. So I want to remind you, if you are shopping on Amazon, as we are all hunkered down in this pandemic, please use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Give that links to the wives, girlfriends, uh, dudes, whoever is in your life, hey. you love or don't. Give that link to them and tell them to use it. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. And again, you heard me talk about the Clash of Champions n- a number of times in this episode. Uh, if you want access to, you know, not only that clash, but the other three that we've done along with the pay per views we've done this year, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Hopper and I even did a Tiger King special on Patreon. So you can get that there if you want to become a Patreon member as well. Um, Hey, b- before we give out this Rolex and rate this thing, Crockett, what did you think about Tiger King? I thought, uh,
4: I mean, it just an uh, uh, absolute shit show. Obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> like it, like you, we were talking before the show. You were talking about how uh, there's no baby faces in this. I think at the at the end, Joe Exotics uh, making the big baby face comeback.
5: Yeah, he's, no, he's huh? turning.
4: He's going full baby. But but yeah, this I, this is just twists and turns. I, I actually listened to a podcast uh, like a year ago that was um, about this, and he he's yeah, Joe Exotic. Uh, the creepiest to me is the the doc dude. Just ha- how he lures these like barely legal broads to uh, you know, yeah, come pet my tiger, come pet my tiger, and then right. just make some part of his harem. He he's he takes the cake from me.
5: Dude, they got guys like that that go into bars with, like, parrots and, and shit. <laughs>
4: Just walking in with
3: a parrot you your shoulder like a pirate?
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, baby, you want to pet my parrot?
5: Yeah. Go what play with my tigers. And oh. I will not pay you anything. And if your arm gets bit bit off, it sucks to be you. <laughs>
4: Be back to work by the end of the week, please.
5: Yeah, clock in, bitch. Oh wait, you don't get paid anything, So you, so you don't got to clock in. Just show up.
3: <laughs> yeah, but the, the she was a corny somebody too though with the freaking volunteers. The chick from the yeah, rescue. All...
5: Who? Oh, uh Carol Maskin. Yeah. yeah. Carol that 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 murderous bitch.
3: <laughs> Ghoul. <laughs> hey, I I won't I won't say what Harper and I thought because it's on the Patreon special. Crockett, do you think she had her husband killed and had a tiger eat it, eat him?
4: Um, I mean, I can't uh, I can't say for sure that that he fed it to a tiger, but there yeah, there was definitely some chicanery
3: going on. Come on, there was yeah. some shenanigans involved. Would you agree? It
5: sounds like an episode of fucking and Order.
3: <laughs> I'm to see that
5: on fucking Law and Order. Where, 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 those ones where it's a strip for the headlines. Yeah.
4: <laughs> that new yeah. show where they're bringing back the guy from uh, SVU. Yeah. I'm there.
5: I just don't uh, understand how someone could just like disappear. I can on their own. Well,
3: well, but like, when you when you run a tiger sanctuary, it's quite easy to make someone disappear yeah that's messed up What she did that man allegedly
5: i know she fed her husband a battle cat
3: dude that's <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible man come on grow I up woman to
5: tiger with you
3: and then she had the will change or the power of attorney change like right before he disappeared come on bro yeah no mm.
5: what the fuck
3: I'm not saying anything more. Let's close this show out. All right. We got to rate it, and we got to give out the Rolex. Um, Hey, Crockett, are you really going to give yours to Shivani for cutting off Ellerin? Yes. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to do the same thing, because I thought That's it was so nice. great. <laughs> uh, what about you, Hopper? Who are you going to give yours to?
5: I give mine to JJ. All
3: right. Really?
5: Yeah. He, him and uh, him and Barry. They were good. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rick's was that same old, you know, talking into the building. And the Road Warriors, I mean, they kind of got cut off. It was, and fucking Luger was Luger.
3: Yeah, it was, it was, it was, JJ was good. JJ and Barry together were real good. I, I agree with you. Yeah. That. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, so you gave yours to JJ Crockett, and I legitimately are giving it to Tony Schiavone. I really think that's the first time Tony Schiavone has ever gotten one, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so we got to rate it, uh, Crockett. What are you going to rate it? I mean, like like Harper was saying, there's no real
4: blowaway promos. Nothing really memorable um, from the show. Obviously, the matches. I mean, there was that one match that was a comedy of errors. But nothing <laughs> that really uh made me want to crank off. Uh so I
3: typically <laughs> a C. Crockett gives it a C because there was there wasn't anything he could crank off to on this episode. I'm gonna give that's it i nice. C. I'll go with s I'll go with a solid B. Not that I want to crank off like Javorski, but I'll give it a solid B. Not that I want to crank off like Javorski or Sapita. Uh Harper, what are you gonna rate it?
5: I'm going to give it a solid B.
3: Solid B. So we got two Bs, and 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 we got a C. it's still
5: a fucking hour and a half. This fucking blows. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, a monthly bit, an hour and a half. Get used to it, man. (laughs) I mean, it's not
3: not baseball season. Yeah, No Fuck. It's not baseball season. (laughs) baseball season's awesome man you get those 48 minute episodes it's like woohoo. yeah We can get through these nah so all right we got two b's one c two two rolexes on tony shivani and then one for jj dylan that's almost going to wrap things up on this week's episode of booking the territory the unprofessional wrestling podcast uh crockett i know the wpan is doing something special these days so do you want to plug that again as uh i think you mentioned it last week but uh please please feel free to mention it again
4: Sure. Uh yeah, basically go to my website or our website the wpan.com that is the wpan.com. We're basically replaying the best interviews that we did over the four year history of the podcast. Uh this past week was uh, well, it's probably two weeks ago now as when this is uh, dropping, but uh, Makazi, who is the husband of Sasha Banks, and he is also a costume designer for WWE. We talked to him a couple of years ago, replayed that, talks a lot about. Uh, You know, designing gear for Sasha Banks, for other guys, you know, what WrestleMania season is like when he's, uh, you know, putting together gear and stuff like that. Really fun conversation and a lot about his career because he started as a uh, independent wrestler in New England. So uh, we talk a lot about that as well.
3: Wait, 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 Crockett. Sasha's married?
5: Yeah.
4: Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry to uh, be the one to inform you.
5: He's a dork, too.
3: Oh, come on.
4: <laughs> That's He's bloody. not a dork. He's a lovely man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's a good kid. I mean, come on, Harper.
5: What the fuck? <laughs> That's fucked up.
3: Damn, Harper, What's wrong with you, man? I hear he's in actually a hell of a... T- I-, I heard from... not You didn't tell me this. Malonis told me this, and Fury told me this. He was a hell of a talent, too, in the ring, actually.
4: Yeah, I think both of them uh, list him as one of their favorite opponents, if not, maybe their favorite.
3: Yeah. So, and it it was I, I listened to that interview. It was It was pretty good. I, I actually my favorite one that you all did was uh the one with Hanson. I think I think that was my favorite because uh, it was a two parter, and it was really really good. Hanson Hansen, Ivar. You know, back then he was uh him and was he was he was an ROA at the time, right? Yeah, he would have had to have been an ROH at the time uh yeah. war machine but that was some good stuff so uh there you go check it out y'all check it out like like crockett said they're re-airing some of the older stuff so go check it out at dwpan.com or like i used to say search wrestling podcast about nothing wherever you get your podcast from uh hopper i know we don't have any wildcat dates because you know no. this pandemic going on and lord knows God what's happening when um I've gotten some questions about, hey, is this going to affect X-Rated? I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't even have a date for X-Rated, so I guess we'll have to yeah. wait and see.
5: Right, Hopper? It, X-Rated is, it, to my knowledge, it's still playing on... It's still a go.
3: Yeah, but we just can't really say at this point cause yeah, no I mean, because yeah, knows when what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, so that's what sucks. But um, anyway, you know... We'll let you know as soon as we know something, because obviously we would love to celebrate X-rated this year, too, and uh, check out some Wildcat Wrestling in doing so. All right, with that said, i got to just do a couple of other things before I get out of here. First off, I want to mention the uh, Our Vantage Point with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all your support, all of your plugs. Please give them a listen. They support us. So please support them. Independent guys just like us. And check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV, who also do our ECW show on the Patreon feed. Uh, Another good show as well. That's all I got. Crockett, you got anything else?
4: No, that's it, man. Thank you for having me again.
3: Oh, no problem, man. Thank you for doing it. Stepping in for Doc when he couldn't do it these last couple of weeks. I think he's back next week, but I will confirm with you tomorrow. Uh, Hopper, anything else from you before we get out of here? Nah. All right. Well, it's time to uh, busting, you know, uh, baby got baby dolls guts out. And um, you know, uh, where's the other one I'm looking for? Hold on, y'all. This is bad. Oh, here it is.
1: Yeah, I see, baby's got a pot roast on.
3: All right, Javorski, go crank off to that. Let's get out of here. Hopper, hit the tagline. Take us home. Book it, bitch.